Welcome to the eLaborate Topics Podcast, where we focus on lab-specific strategies for medical laboratory professionals. We're proud to be the healthcare detectives that work behind the scenes to get the results needed to influence medical decisions. Let's grow together and jump right into the lab. Welcome to another episode of eLaborate Topics. We are your hosts, Tywana Wilson, Lona Small, and Stephanie Whitehead. If you are tuning in for the first time, welcome. We are so glad that you landed on this podcast. If you could do us a favor and please share this podcast out with anybody you feel that could benefit from listening to our words of encouragement that we have and our tidbits that we will be sharing with you. This is a weekly podcast where we give practical leadership and technical strategies for medical laboratory professionals to excel inside and outside of the laboratory. So excited for today's roundtable because we have a special guest. And when I say we have a special guest, this woman is phenomenal, and she's going to give us all kind of juicy nuggets around the area of influence and impact, right? That's very important in our laboratories today and for us as professionals just to talk about influence and how that plays out in our leadership. As John Maxwell says, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. So I'm interested to hear what our special guest has to say around the topic because she's done a variety of things inside the laboratory space and outside the lab being an advocate for medical lab professionals. So I know you are interested in who I am talking about who will be joining us today. And without further ado, get a round of applause, please. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> For today's roundtable, we have the pleasure of having Miss Kiana Crespin join us today. Woohoo! Kiana, how are you? <laughs> oh, thank you, Tarwana. I am good. I'm good. Thank you for asking. How are you? Doing well. And so Lona and I will be leading the, the round table today and we are so excited to have you back at the table once again. So for those that might have missed you on a previous episode, can you just tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what do you do? Sure, sure. And hello Lona. I wanted to say hi to you as well. Yeah, no, you're too excited. <laughs> We can't have enough for you, Kiana. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I've been in uh, blood banking for over 20 years. I started out as a bench tech in blood bank and microbiology, and from there moved into, um, went back to school, got a degree in business, and moved into the community engagement marketing and administration side of blood banking. So that included um, working very closely with patients with sickle cell disease and their families, uh, also working with Congress members, legislators, faith, business, medical leaders. I worked at several prestigious uh, healthcare systems across the country, uh, some uh, in Atlanta and some in our, our Penn Jersey region. And so my focus has been on ensuring uh, 
diversity in our blood supply, as well as uh, educating the community on blood needs to support patients all around, whether they're cancer patients, whether they're on dialysis. And so I use my technical background to be able to educate in layman's terms um, to ensure that we do have a safe and adequate blood supply. And it's been um, a passion, so that's why I've stuck with it for over two decades. Wow, that is awesome. And I know you do a lot of things to motivate and inspire and empower women also outside of the laboratory. So I'd like to, if you could tell us a little bit about that as well, we'd like to give our audience just a little bit about our guests outside of the lab because sometimes when we think about our careers, we just think that we can only do the one thing and that you're doing some amazing things, talk touching a lot of people across the world. So if you want to talk just a little bit about some of your other projects would be awesome. Sure, sure. First, I want to give a shout out to my nine to five. I'm the National Director of Biomedical Partnerships for the American Red Cross. So on that end, I cover all of the partnerships that we build across the country with um, big national and global companies, nonprofits, government, non-government organizations. Um, Additionally, I own my own magazine, to which you were featured in, Taiwana, Emerge Woman Magazine, and we are a business and personal development magazine for women. And we have readers in about 16 states. We hit the MagCloud bestseller list in, I think, 2019. And what I love most about Emerge and our empowering women is that we focus on two key things. Number one, that every woman's journey matters. So it sort of takes the comparing that we tend to sometimes fall prey to as women. Are my achievements like hers? You know, is, this, this, is, is my success really worth, worthy and valid because you're looking at someone else? So I sought to create a publication that, would remind women that you matter and your journey matters, and you can be inspired versus um, in any way it tear down your worth, what you've accomplished and what you've achieved, because we need all of our voices and all of the talent that we bring to the table. And then also it's multi-generational. So I have young ladies in there who were at the age of six writing their own books, who were award-winning artists, uh, and several things like that. So we have women from the age of six years old, young little ladies, <laughs> young women, all the way to the age of 70 and beyond. So that's the magazine that I publish. We're moving to um, annually, uh, but we'll also continue our podcast and other things that we offer to inspire women. That's awesome. Awesome. Wow. That is, so- thank you. So I'm thinking with the magazine, you know, with our subject today on influence, just having that magazine where you're focusing on women and um, Mm -hmm. focusing on areas that are passionate, you're passionate about, you're having a major influence on others. Um, just people who read your magazine and people who are actually featured in your magazine. So for you, why, I mean, is, how is influence important to you? When you look at people who um, have influence, what are some of the attributes? Because I'm looking at you and I'm looking at the influence that you had on me just listening to you. 
What are some of the attributes that you would think that leaders would have who are influential or who have influence on others? That's a great question. I think the first thing to establishing influence is understanding what it is and its power. And I know most know what the definition of influence is, but just to share from my um, perspective in in um, dictionary definition, uh, Oxford Dictionary, but it's the capacity to basically have an impact on helping to shape the character, development, or behavior of someone else. And one of the first and foremost important things is, is that I take that extremely seriously. Um, when you're influencing someone's mindset, perspective, paradigm, behavior, that is really something to be treasured and something to be honored. I've heard people talk about influencing others or being in a position of leadership or management and refer to it as babysitting. I mean, while people have the right to say whatever they want to, if you don't value the influence that you have in the lives of others um, and those in your sphere of influence, um, then you could potentially ruin it, ruin someone else's life destiny because they're entrusting you in a certain place of influence in their lives. So I think the first thing is understanding the power and the purpose of influence. And it is to help people to be better, to leave people, relationships, situations better than when you initially started with them. So um, in terms of some of the specific attributes of an influential person, I would say number one is being a masterful communicator. Um, when we are really, really good at communicating, whatever our area of expertise is or our niche, is, our niche, whatever that is, when we are masterful communicators as influencers, it establishes our credibility and our connection in the eyes of those that we influence. And um, a lot of times this kind of gets put on the back burner. We may have the technical ability. We may have the know-how. Okay, I might be an accountant, and I'm phenomenal with numbers. But if I'm a, in, in a position of influence, leadership, impact, how am I communicating to those who are looking to me for that direction, guidance, and what have you? So I think that a lot of times that gets put on the back burner, our communication as influencers. So being a masterful communication will really establish credibility, um, competence, and connection with those you lead. The other two areas are being a masterful collaborator. The ability to collaborate increases your influence in the lives of others, and then also confidence. So I know I'm on a C path here. I'm using a lot of Cs. <laughs> but communicator, collaborator, and confidence, those are three key attributes that I've seen in people who have significant influence with others. Mm, wow. Awesome. Yeah, I would absolutely have to agree with that, too. The three Cs, so listen to audience, the three Cs, <laughs> communicator, collaborator, and having confidence. Yeah, that would be great. And I say care. Care about others. You know, caring about that you want to influence, valuing them. So that would put a key to it. I love <laughs> I that. I love that. Can, <laughs> and, can, and can I just say, when you're a masterful communicator, you do care. And to me, care is in the sea of communicate because you care what they're saying. You, you're, you know, actively listening 
and you understand the needs of the audience and those you influence. You can't be a masterful communicator if you don't care. Mm-hmm. I can talk all day, but that doesn't mm-hmm. make me a communicator. Exactly. I can even hear I can even hear what someone's saying, but that doesn't make me a skillful listener. You are so, so mm. I think that um that's a great point. I would add it as an individual see like Lona did, or to me it's tied in communication. Because I because I care about people, I'm intently listening to what they're saying to me. I'm intently if we're face to face looking at them and I'm present. And this is what causes you know, people to receive my influence without, without a title or anything else is because they feel heard, seen, and valued. That's a masterful communicator. Think mm-hmm. about it. Look at Tony Robbins. Look mm-hmm. at how he looks, how engaging he is. Even Dr. Maxwell, as, you know, Taiwana alluded to what influences. He's an amazing listener. How he, how he looks at people when they're, when they're engaging with him. That's all a part of being a masterful communicator. Wow. Absolutely. Those are some great examples, and you are right. And I like that you mentioned <laughs> that you don't have to have any title. Like, you don't Mm-mm. have to be a manager or a director to be an influencer. You can start mm-hmm. influencing exactly where you are. So, Keanu, mm-hmm. when you think about those specific things, that influential, that influential leaders do that others may not? Like what separates these influential people? Like what are they doing? That's a great point. Um, I, I think we touched on some of those things that set them apart. When you're in a position of influence, authority, you're a key decision maker or leader, we tend to be used to giving instructions, leading the charge, casting the vision. So you're oftentimes pretty much calling the shots. (laughs) And so when you're in that position, um, as an influencer, what sets you apart is your ability to be an outstanding, active listener. And when I say active listener, I mean you're present. So as you were speaking to me, Taiwana, I was listening to your feedback and you were saying, repeating what I said about not having a title. Well, when I first started Emerge Woman Magazine, I didn't have a following of magazine subscribers. But immediately, women of influence flocked to my magazine because they saw themselves and what I had to offer. So my ability to listen <laughs> to the needs of women that I had over the years of mentoring and coaching and encouraging and just being a champion for women, I listened all those years, and my magazine was a culmination of that. So to be quite honest, women, I mean, you know, money is great, but when people are willing to share their social capital with you and promote your products, you've really influenced them with your mission and vision. So I didn't have subscribers and a follower and all of these different things, and women, influential women, began to be influenced by my magazine. So how did that happen? I was an active listener. This is what sets influencers apart. How are you listening to those you influence? How are you listening to those that you lead? And then what are you doing with that information? Are you using it? to add value to them? Are you using it to help them um, be empowered, empower them? How are you using that information? So that's one of the key things that stands out about an influencer because when you're in that position, 
people are already following you, listening to your voice, valuing what you have to say. And so now it's how do you pay it forward? How do you share that same, you know, respect back to those who follow you? Um, Another area is uh, in that active listening is paying attention to the body language of those who you engage with. And I know these might seem like small things, but when people feel seen, heard, and as Lona mentioned, cared for, not only do they uh, follow your influence, but then they bring others. They become a brand ambassador. So I'm honored that this is my third time interviewing with you ladies because you feel that I'm adding value. And so I really, really appreciate that. Um, but I value your platform and the, and the great information that you share. So I think some of the key things are um, how we listen and how present we are with those that we influence. Yeah, that, that was good. And 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 think about it, Lona. We talk about active listening and paying attention to to body mm-hmm. language and body image. Mm-hmm. And Kiana mm-hmm. just said it's the exact same thing. And it feels <laughs> like you know, it's like it's simple. But if it's mm-hmm. that simple, why aren't more people doing it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> and you know, I. You know, I find myself kind of going back to, you know, even with that question, Taiwana, when you say, why aren't more people doing it? I think as an influencer, before you become an influencer, it starts with developing yourself um, Mm -hmm. before you can actually lead. So you start by leading yourself through development, understanding yourself, understanding others. So you cannot influence people unless you really understand um, where you're trying to go, for one, because people, mm-hmm. if you don't know where you're going, there's nobody that's going to follow you. <laughs> and then first understanding yourself, then start understanding people. So that's probably why more people aren't doing it, because they're not clear about who they are as yet. You know, they have to first find some kind of clarity about what their mission is. But I love what Kiana said when she kept talking about value, bringing value. And, you know, when I just think of influence just within just, just my thought, I think of someone who is bringing value to other people's life. And Kiana mm-hmm. kept talking about bringing value to others, mm-hmm. making a difference to others and you know that's you know a lot of people misconstrue um influence as almost like coercing but throughout Mm -hmm. the conversation Mm -hmm. i kept hearing how are you making a difference in other people's life and i love that absolutely thank you so much lona and um as taiwana mentioned you know why don't people have this i do agree with you know knowing and developing yourself But it's also, that's why I I intentionally started out with the definition of influence, because if you don't know the purpose of a thing, you will abuse it. And so there are people who have influence and don't even realize it, and they're influencing people in the wrong way. So I think 
even as we do work on ourselves, which is critically important, I think it's important that we understand the purpose and the meaning of influence, and that builds the foundation for then how we'll effectively influence the lives of others. So true. Yeah, absolutely. That was good. I mean, we can tell that in our current state of affairs in the world, you know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, how people use influence. (laughs) Exactly, exactly, because you can have it and not even realize it. You can, and people will follow you. They're watching you whether they tell you or not. We all have someone watching us, (laughs) observing how and, and what we do. That is true. I can tell you that from experience from my daughter <laughs> doing things that she does. I'm like, where'd she get that from? So, yeah, yeah, yeah that that is very true. Like now, my daughter's 20 months. She'll be two in August, and she's like, hey, Aww. and that's one of the things I say is like, hey, like okay, so I know you got that from me. I can't be talking about you. Don't got that from the daycare. <laughs> <laughs> So you're right, and you are influencing whether you uh, know it or not. Kiana, have you ever worked for a person that you felt was an influential leader, and what was that experience like? Great question. Yes, absolutely. So one of my mentors, she is actually the new chief medical officer for Global Lab Corp. Yep, she was just appointed as the chief medical officer, and she's over all of Lab Corp for North America. And um, we started out together at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. She came from another institution, but we ended up at the same place. And um, we've known each other, wow, almost 20 years. She was at my wedding. Uh, she was a medical director uh, and vice chair of pathology there. So we became very close. And she has been literally one of my biggest supporters and allies, personally and professionally, um, One of the things that was most influential about her in my life is that she was never, ever, not even a little bit, ever threatened by my strengths and talent. And her humility in being my mentor, but still acknowledging that she's learned leadership tips from me too, deepened my respect from her even more. I remember congratulating her on her new appointment, and she messaged me back and said, I've learned a lot in leadership from you. And I'm like, this woman is an MD, MBA, has written more articles, published more things around the world than um, can be imagined. And, I mean, I think she's just hitting 50. But my point is that her humility showed one of the reasons why she's still so influential in my life, that people with true positive influence are lifelong learners. And so for her to share that it's things that she learned from me or sometimes bounce things off of me and get feedback, that was an honor, and and it influenced the way I lead. So sometimes our teams or those that we influence and lead can look up to us, and we'll pat ourselves on the shoulder, but I feel like how do they feel about their presence when they leave your presence? Do they feel their own greatness? Do they feel that they're great too? Or are they just in awe of yours? (laughs) And so the way that she listens and shows that she still learns, even from somebody she's mentored, inspired how I lead managers and leaders and others that I influence. So she's just been an incredible, incredible um, friend, mentor, and influence in my life. Wow. Awesome. You know, (laughs) that. That just 
bring me to how we can influence people above us mm-hmm. um, simultaneously and below us or mm-hmm. the people that we're influenced, we could be, um, they could be an influence to us at the same time. And that so leads true. into the question, um, what are some of the techniques that either you have observed or used to influence people who are either ahead of you? And is there different techniques that you use to influence people who may be probably you may be um, leadership in a leadership position that they may look up to you? Is there any different techniques that you use for, for these different situations? Absolutely. Uh, two things, and of course, active listening is in there <laughs> in both of them, but it's research and uh, questions, good questions. The smartest people ask the best questions. And so, uh, number one, researching, you can't influence someone, whether they're being that 360 degree leader, you're influencing above. You're influencing those who you who report to you, and then you have those across from you horizontally, your peers. So you can't influence someone, people, or situation you know nothing about. So it's good to have a good sense of who people are uh, when you're leading and influencing. So I research. Um, I'm going to be honest. Before, I mean, this is not necessarily specifically leadership, but let me just, I was building a relationship with my husband's family when we're dating, and uh, he's German. And so I researched his culture because I was meeting his family. He was meeting my family and learning about my culture. And I wanted to really get to know his family from a level of getting to know some of the things that they value in their culture. And so likewise, when it's leadership, when you really do care and value people and those that you lead, you, you find out a little bit about them. What are their priorities? What's their vision? What makes them tick? What's important to them? It's hard to influence someone, especially if they're above you, if you have no idea what their strategic priorities are or anything about their vision. So research, and we're all scientists, so we know a little something about that, right? (laughs) Um, And then the other thing is um, I mentioned questions. Um, You know, the smartest folks ask good questions and, and, and ask questions with intentionality to learn more about what their motivators are, whether it's somebody that is, you know, your leader or somebody that is your peer that you're influencing, or once again, somebody that may report to you, or just a community of folks that follow you and that you may influence. So um, I, I've always, even in getting to know my teams, uh, oftentimes new managers will come to me and say, any advice? I'm starting this new management position. And one of the top three things that I share with them is immediately. I mean, like literally, if you can, on day two, because I know you won't probably have time on day one, but as soon as you can, ask your team what their expectations are of you as a manager, and then you lay yours with them. And immediately that builds trust. Because they're like, wow, this person actually cares about what I think about. I don't care who I'm leading. And whenever I'm leading a team, including the team of national managers that I'm leading now, the first thing I asked each of them was, what is a good manager to you? What are your expectations? So I ask questions. I learn. Mm -hmm. And so I begin leading from that place. So I think when we're leading people above us, 
across from us or, you know, that report to us, uh, those questions and that research are critical. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would agree. I would agree with that. You said several things that just kind of stood out, that research and asking those questions. And you also mentioned trust. And I was wondering Mm -hmm. about that. I was wondering, does trust and influence go hand-in-hand or depends on the situation? You want to talk a little bit about that? Because you threw that out there. You threw that like trust. (laughs) People need to know you. So what kind of part does trust play? Oh, it's critical because you don't have a relationship without it. And I remember seeing uh, a quote on LinkedIn uh, by a gentleman who said, I used to think to myself, trust is earned, and so I'm not, you know, they're going to have to earn my trust before I give it. But when you're in a professional setting, especially as an influencer or a leader, you have to start trusting people that you've ever worked with before in order to get some things done. So there has to be some level of trust that you start with. So now my paradigm has changed as a result of hearing that um, thought leader share, you're going to have to start with some level of trust. And I'm like, that is so true. And then people by their behavior, will determine the degree of trust that they continue to get. So I'm going to start you off with a clean slate of trust as we work together, and then it either grows or declines from there. But uh, as, as Lona said, when you show people that you care, you automatically build trust. That is the quickest way authentically and genuinely showing that you are invested in who they are, especially when you're the influencer, especially when you're the one that can call the shots and you're in charge, and you take the time to actually care about somebody else's ideals, expectations, thoughts, that is one of the quickest ways that I quickest ways that I build trust and influence. I genuinely care. I'm not asking you because I'm checking off a box. I'm not asking because it's a formality. I'm asking because I genuinely care about the people that I influence. That's awesome. You know, while I was preparing for this um, roundtable, I was looking at the questions, and it was kind of challenging when I thought about how do you influence people who are really above you because many times, The important thing is to try to know what's important to them. And a lot Mm -hmm. of times people are not open enough to share what's important to them. So you really have to do a lot of work in doing those research. And I thought about um, situations where sometimes it doesn't have to be a big thing that you're actually doing to influence Mm -hmm. people. It could be the small thing. You may I just, you know, wanted to share this because I thought about it. You may even know that um, someone may have, say, a child that may need a mentor, and you may not contribute to them directly, but you may help their child by be doing, being a mentor to them, or you may be able to, to provide them with maybe a summer program in your department, or you may be able to help somebody, maybe one of their team members. And, you know, you can influence people in so many ways by just adding value to their lives that sometimes we, don't, we shouldn't always think of the big thing, but sometimes it's mm-hmm. that small thing that could make that mm-hmm. big thing. 
So, you know, I thought about that, especially when people think, oh, that person's too far away from me and it's out of reach, but the small things sometimes make a big difference. That is so true. And and, in any of this, it all has a starting point. That's a great point, Lona. So whatever you're doing, um, whether it's offering to add value, it, it, it doesn't have to be on a grand scale. And even if people aren't open, that was a great point. Um, I think, you know, that's an excellent point about um, sometimes those you may want to influence who are above or who you, you report to um, may not be as open. But that is where listening comes into. And listening is not just in what they, you know, say. It's what's not spoken. It's, it's watching things. And so it's really paying attention to certain things. And uh, you, can, you can start off small. It doesn't have to be anything complex. But we live in a busy society. Our minds tend to be busy. Our schedules are busy. Everything is busy. So it's really about slowing down and having some intentionality in those things. And you'd be surprised at how much you can learn about people. I agree. You you definitely said it, you know, slowing down, listening, paying attention, all mm-hmm. of that is critical. I always say that people will tell you exactly what you need to know if you just slow down yep. and take the time to listen. <laughs> I love that. That is so true. I've learned more about people just watching, listening, how they interact with other people than sitting and interviewing them on, okay, so you don't like this or you don't like that. Watching observing, mm-hmm. so that is a great point to Taiwan. Both of you ladies made some great points. So has there been a situation where, because you gave a lot of great stuff, you had a lot of positive uh, energy and a lot of positive actions uh, in the regards to influence, but has there ever been a situation in which you had to learn the hard way or was a learning lesson and you like, man, that was a, a missed opportunity or I could have handled this different uh, in, in the scope of, of influence and impact. I would say something I had to learn the hard way was understand that it's okay if you outgrow those who influence you. Everybody that starts off as a mentor may not be at the finish line with you as a mentor. You actually can outgrow people. And I think we box ourselves in sometimes because we live in this binary society where we box ourselves in relationships. They have to fit in this bucket for the rest of our lives or in the other bucket for the rest of our lives, or this is how things are always going to be when there are exceptions to the rules. And I would say something I learned the hard way was hold on to things loosely, let, let, let seasons change as they may, <laughs> and that person may start out as an influencer in my life or a mentor in my life, but that may not be how it ends up in that next decade. So be okay with that. And you can have the same respect, you know, or, you know, and appreciation for the part that that person played in your life without feeling like you've disrespected or, um, you know, is this huge loss or, like, be okay with that. And so I had to learn. And then some people that are influential in your life, you know, you may outgrow, and they may not understand that. <laughs> they might be now 10 steps behind you and think they can still mentor. <laughs> so you might have to kind of have a parting of the ways. I had to learn that. And so how I've made that decision easier is I, 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 I 
routinely, I mean, I don't have a specific date on the calendar, but I'm just sensitive to auditing my relationship. Has my place in someone else's life changed in, in order for them to spread their wings even more or vice versa where I'm concerned? Do I need more in a certain way? Is it time for me to up-level in what I now consider, you know, who's influencing my life as well? Because it's, it's, no, it's, it's no different than how we make money. What it took you to make $1,000 is not going to take to make $5 million. <laughs> so you're going to have to up-level on skills, abilities, different things like that. And it's the same thing when we're being influenced and we're influencing others. So give yourself space. I had to learn the hard way, um, but thank God I got the lesson, <laughs> to, give, to give myself space in those relationships that you can outgrow a mentor or somebody who's an influencer in your life. Wow. That, now, that right there, I, I'm, I ought to send you a check for that because that was <laughs> – I'm not saying all the other stuff wasn't good because it was, but that right there, it was that was, just, that was for me right then. You know, it's okay oh. to outgrow – someone, it's, it's okay to outgrow your mentor, because sometimes we do have in our minds that, well, this person is my mentor, they're going to always mm-hmm. say my mentor, and we just kind of, you know, kind of stay in that space. And, and that happens with friendships and relationships, yes. you know, yes. as, as you move forward or go to a different season of your life, everybody can't come. And, and you're right, there you have you to be okay with that. But I really love that. Hold on to things loosely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It will bring you much peace. <laughs> what do you think about that, Lona? <laughs> I, that one really landed. <laughs> that landed. We need to know. You were, that was ordained today, I'm telling you. You had me reassured. Yes. Thank you, ladies. So, So, go ahead. 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 (laughs) No, you got it. I will will take an act of listening and defer to you. Okay. See, that's leadership. Kiana <laughs> had a speech less, but, you know, today we were talking about influence and impact. And so, you know, I know having influence on others, and we're talking about positive influence. I know Kiana made sure she clarified that because, you know, a lot of people could have influence on others, not in a positive way. But um, having uh, positive influence, result in many times some form of impact, hopefully positive impact. So how important is that to you to create that impact? So, you know, I know, yes, it may be important to influence people, but how do you look further than just the influence? How important is, is that impact to you? It's, it's critically important. Um, I measure my effectiveness as a leader. There's several components, obviously, when you're in business. There's the revenue success of business because you don't have a business without, without that part and making sure you're profitable. But then there's the other thing. It's 
I measure my effectiveness by how much better people's lives are as a result of me being in leadership um, and influence in their lives. And so, for example, I just uh, received a text message from one of my mentees, and, and she's a manager over a humongous amount of people, probably about close to 100 people in her, her department. And um, she did an exercise that I, that I had taught in one of our, our sessions together. But she said not only did it go great, but it bonded her staff together in a way that she's never seen before. To me, that's a huge win. That's success for me when people can take the principles or things that, you know, I may share to help them be better in who they are as a woman, as a man, as a leader, and then it's a ripple effect, and then they can impact someone else's life. That is how I measure my effectiveness as a leader. That is impact to me. How is someone else better as a result of encountering me? My presence, influence, leadership, I'm constantly looking at that. If I just had all the numbers, but I'm offending people, wounding people's spirit, breaking people's spirit, um, you know, I'm reproducing leaders who lead harshly because you tend to reproduce your own kind. And if you wonder why there are bad influencers and bad leaders out there, look, look, look back at who influenced them. Before I hire anybody, one of the things I ask people is what they read, who they listen to, who are they getting advice from, who are they looking up to, because that's going to give an indication to me on how they're going to treat our relationship and the other relationships in our departments or our respective areas that we work together in. It's critical to me what people believe and what, you know, they take part in. So to me, true effectiveness is the kind of impact and the ripple effect of that impact that I'm seeing, that I'm seeing in the lives of others. Wow. I just love that part. Just on, you know, when you say you, when you're interviewing even the people that you're going to lead and they're going to be leaders, you still want to know their values because you don't want Mm -hmm. them to affect your team. You don't want to bring negative influence into your team to hurt your team. Wow. You want to make sure... Yes, that's a great point. And you can do that in a non-biased way. You know, it's just what I, I may not even know the authors or whomever that they get content, content from, but I want to just see the positive impact that those folks are having on the lives of others. So if I don't know, I find out. So that is just a positive impact that, you know, who they surround themselves with or who they listen to, you know, has on their lives. Wow, interesting. Yeah, I love that. I love that, the the impact. Um, So, um, Taiwana, you wanted to, um, I don't know if you wanted to talk about impact. Well, I think you all kind of had a a great discussion there. I was just listening and taking some notes uh, (laughs) around that impact. I thought that was uh, really good and of course, I could ask tons more questions, but our time is almost coming to a close uh, for today. But, Kiana, as we kind of wrap up the discussion, 
Are there any other, like, practical tips you want to leave the listeners with in that space of influence and impact? And I think everything you you said was just awesome. Uh, And I wrote down my notes because I am (laughs) on a quest to empower, inspire, and impact one million leaders before I check out of this place. And Mm. I know that I need to have my uh, four C's or three C's, depending on how you look at it, being a masterful (laughs) communicator, collaborator, and having confidence, but doing so with care. So are there any additional nuggets that you have in this space for those of us who really want to influence and impact in a positive way, whether that's on the bench or in our personal lives. That's an amazing vision. I want to say, first of all, vision and mission, Taiwana. I'm so honored to be aligned with both of you ladies making amazing impact, um, which is why I feel this is so valuable, is such a valuable, such a great exchange of value. Uh, but the biggest tip I would say is remain a student and an influencer always remain a student. And when the student is near, the teacher appears. So whatever next level you're on, always keep that learning, listening, developing uh, mindset to always expand your capacity in that way. And that way you will continue being an amazing and effective influencer in the lives of others. So I'll never stop being a learner. I'll never stop being a student, even though I'm influential and, you know, a leader and all of these other things. I think it's equally as important to maintain that position of humility. And so, um, and know that even those that I influence, I learn from as well. So keeping that mentality will keep you hungry and focused on um, always, you know, up-leveling and in, in where you are. But it doesn't mean you're, you know, chasing after things, just re- remaining in a position where you're open to learn and continue to increase that learning. Wow. Thank you so much, Ken. I was having so much fun with this conversation. I did not even realize that we've been talking for a good while And um, (laughs) thank you so much for sharing. Um, Could you share with our listeners how they can keep the conversation going, how they can keep in touch with you? Sure, absolutely. You can reach me uh, by email at info at emergewomanmagazine.com. It's emergewoman, W-O-M-A-N. Sometimes people put women, but it's emergewomanmagazine.com. Or you can go to our website, uh, and there are places there where you can send your information, sign up for our newsletter, or reach out to me, and I'll be happy to, to reach out to you. And any resources that may help the listeners, <clears throat> excuse me, as they develop their influence, leadership, and management, I love the American Management Association. Huge amount of resources and tools there. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Kiana. Thank you so much, listeners, for taking the time to listen. We had such a valuable share with Kiana today. And if you want to listen to other episodes, you can get on to directimpactbroadcasting.com. Every Tuesday, there's a new episode, so directimpactbroadcasting.com 
If you want to email us to ask questions or suggest topics that you want to listen to, or if you want to be a guest on the show, you can email us at elaboratetopics at directimpactbroadcasting.com. This episode and other episodes you can listen to not only on directimpactbroadcasting.com, but on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Until we talk again, have a great one. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Elaborate Topics, where your hosts discuss relevant strategies for laboratory professionals. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and listen to us on directimpactbroadcasting.com. Stay tuned for another episode with information you can use to excel in your laboratory career.